And now we want to say hello to our international viewers. We know that you guys are following Pabanda Mishnoya, which in English we call We Go Again. So today we have the first heat and the first 15 performances out of which 10 will qualify for the semifinal. Good evening, everyone. Uh, I can't wait for your video reactions and the comments. And you can also drop a couple of lines on the link below. Also there, you can find all the performances from the tonight's show. So have a good time and have fun. Hello and welcome to the Euro One. Episode number 179 for the week of January 23rd, 2023. We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest. I'm Ben Smith, and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey, Mike. Hello. In this episode, we'll be talking about song drops and the return of Lithuania's selection show, Pabandam Ishnaujo. I'm back, Mike. Yes, welcome back. Thank you again to a friend of the show, Ryan Brazel, for stepping in while I was away at Mystery Hunt. But how's it going? Good. I'm wondering if you are glad that you didn't have to talk about last week's stuff while your brain was in soup mode. Uh- oh my gosh, so many <laughs> things happened. It was a great time to to be nowhere near a microphone. Thankfully, this week's a little bit quieter, so kind of ease back in, into the waters of Eurovision. Yes, <laughs> and what what delightful waters they were because Pabandum Ishinaoyo is back. Every time the show is back, I keep wanting to do a tweet along the lines of Opa Bondum, ish now, yo. Even though grammatically the, sh- the show's title, Let's Try Again, means it does not work. Yeah, and the hosts were kind enough to let us know what the English translation was. That moment of things switching over into English briefly broke me. Of, oh no, they can see me. I don't know how I feel about this. They can see me. Yeah, it's a good thing it's been a good process because otherwise I'd be worried. It's like, oh no, I hope they didn't hear what we said. It's, yes. it's all been good. It's all been good. Yes, it's <laughs> all been good. And honestly, this new series, it feels like it's had a little bit of a glow up. They're getting their confidence and they deserve it. I think I mentioned last week that I really do think this is my favorite selection process. And yeah, they seem to have gotten a boost to their budget this year, which is great. They've got new graphics. They've got new fonts, which look really nice. The production, I thought, was really top notch. I feel like Lithuania really wants to be a player right now. I think what I like about it is that they tape this earlier in the week and then it's airing essentially live to tape for the most part with minimal cuts Mm -hmm. in a way where you don't have the weird buying time moments that you have over at Norway, for instance. Everything feels very tightly produced, and you're really getting a chance to let everybody shine. Exactly, yes. And it was also kind of jarring at the start of the show. There's a live audience this time. I had to think back, was there a live audience in the first edition? I think there was. There was. Well, there there was. I was going back and watching some videos from that after watching yesterday's edition. We did have a live audience. Yeah, but the last couple of years, it was playing into an empty room, which I think is also a good crucible for testing out entries, but it's nice to have an actual audience this time around. Yeah, so we've got a slightly slimmed down Pabandro Mishnayo timeline since we are getting 15 songs per week. I think we were used to be getting 10 songs per week over three weeks. We are now mm-hmm. getting 15 over two. And 15 songs entered, 10 songs remain after deliberation. And I was delighted that both the jury and the people were on Ruta Moore's wavelength because that was a delightful moment moment.
I really like that song. I think you and I both in the same second on Twitter were hit- hitting all of the 80s references that it's hitting. Admittedly, we are very early in the selection process in terms of the grand scheme of things, but this is one of the first things that felt fully formed on stage. Yes, and I think that's another th- observation I had about Lithuania's process this year, where it felt like a lot of the performances were fully fleshed out, or at least more than 75% of the way there. I don't imagine there being many tweaks between what we saw on Saturday's show and the semifinals, for instance, whereas I think in previous editions, it was more rough drafts that were going on stage, and it does not feel as rough this time around. Yeah, although that is one of the things I love about the process is that you will see artists in real time going, oh, I, I want to tweak this and see how it feels. Also getting love, and the reason I was watching 2020, Gabrielius Vagelis is back, and I do still miss when he was in what appeared to be a very fancy pajama set, but I do appreciate his commitment to large sneakers on the shiny, shiny floor. I think you had tweeted something about how you missed the Coles manager. Yes, yeah, his, his, his updated yeah, his updated performance of that of the, his 2020 entry. I thought he had kind of like a Banana Republic look going on with yesterday's performance so moving up in the fashion yes consumer fashion world i don't know <laughs> but 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 again a commitment to the most sketchers ass shoes mm-hmm. that you can find and exactly I, uh, he's, he's true to his roots the other one that is a returning contestant Yuste Krauyete, who was in the 2022 pabandum is back and did really well with the jury with must have fun which that was a wild performance she's not on stage for the majority of it which is a bold move Yeah, it got to the point where it was just like, is this performance going to be Eurovision compliant? Because I could have sworn that I saw in the rules that the lead singer needs to be active on stage or present. And I don't know if that's a case of they need to be on stage eventually or need to be visible, not necessarily visible on camera, but visible to the powers that be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The the Scrivener's table. They need to be able to wave to you and you can wave back or something. (laughs) (laughs) Also, if you had told me that she missed her initial cue and rolled with it, I would believe you. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. I I don't think that's the case here. But if you told me that was the case, I would believe you. But would not surprise me if she is more on stage the next time we see her. I thought that was a really interesting performance. I don't know if I love the song necessarily. I'm I'm surprised the jury was so in love with it. But the audience seemed to be kind of lukewarm. Oh, yeah. No, the audience gave it the equivalent of three points. Yeah. I was blown away that the jury was like, yes, this is a whole vibe and we're into it like i thought it played really well on tv but maybe in person it plays even better yeah maybe yeah and then another one that did seem to be more on the wavelength of both the jury and the public alan chico i think i saw somewhere somebody describing that as a radio 2 mid-tempo song and completely amped up by the drag performance that's happening it was reminding me a lot of some of the performances in hedvig but yeah that performance was I love how progressive Lithuania is with artists like this, because you had Lolita Zero last year, and with as much of a bombastic performance, it warmed me up inside. Yeah, this this entire heat had some wonderful Big Ten energy, because you had the very classically trained vocal group, you had the sort of acapella-y thing, a couple songs after Rue d'Amour, and were all of them to my taste? No, but it was very exciting to see them on the same stage in the same sort of quarterfinal essentially. Even though five of the songs didn't make it through, I I feel like all of the ones that did advance, it's like, yeah, that works. And there are still a couple that didn't advance. It's like, oh, I, I kind of like that 
that one? And would have liked to see it go a little bit farther. It seems like they have a large field to choose from this year, which is always a good sign. Looking ahead to next week's quarterfinal, we've got a lot of familiar names. We have Gibrasi, who's been in the Pabandam is now yo the hopper for a while. And I think he's been, if not in all of them, the last couple, certainly. Mm-hmm. Monica Linkite, who is part of the duo that represented Lithuania in 2015. And then Voldemars Petersons, who I'm intrigued to see what he's bringing this year. I know he's not to everyone's taste, but... I feel like he does interesting stuff. Yes. For whatever reason, that is what's reminded me. Joseph June was also there, and that was a real fun performance. Was it to everybody's taste? No, but I was having a great time in the vacuum with him. That was happening at the same time as Norway's selection. We messaged before the show started, and it was like, my plan is to focus on Lithuania and then circle back to Norway, and I believe that was your exact plan as well. <laughs> yes, I will also be focusing on Lithuania. Norway had their second semifinal with seven entries, and the three that advanced this week were Yon with Echo in a Mai, Prohibition by Swing It, and Elsie Bay with Love You in a Dream. What did you think about these performances? Okay, so Yon's song was extremely my jam. For whatever reason, there is a deep part of my brain that loves a folk song that's been run through the DDR machine. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, my note for this one is it kind of reminds me of Flowrider's Right Round. There's a couple of intervals in there that are kind of at the same pace and okay, yes. cadence. Also, the female singer kind of chiming in during the chorus. So San Marino's Flowrider having that influence <laughs> a couple years later. So <laughs> I don't entirely understand the staging with the female singer of why she's the ghost of a Twitch streamer instead of being on stage as some sort of woodland nymph. I'm curious about that as well, although it's an effect that Norway had used previously. That was a big part of Joust's entry in 2017. Yeah. I like that description of it going through the DDR machine, so I think that's yeah. kind of more in favor of it. I don't think it's my favorite in the overall field that we've heard so far. I also thought that Elsie Bay's song had the lovely sense of drama to it. I went back to her previous song, and I like that she's getting a little bit further away from the Billie Eilish influences. Yeah, although this one really did remind me of something that Belarus would send or would be part of like a Belarusian national final. So yeah, I can, uh, I can see that. Yeah. Which on the one hand is, oh, do you kind of miss Belarus's presence in the contest? It's scratching that itch, but at the same time, it still is in kind of that Billy Eilish-ish place. So. <laughs> Eilish-esque, perhaps. There we go. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Having watched both of the heats now, this one felt a little bit weaker overall than, like, than the first week. And maybe they just stack the deck really heavy in that first week but oh boy i i did not enjoy prohibition oh my goodness like, <laughs> electro swing again why why the electro velvet man has so many cds in his garage yeah. <laughs> we can't move this product he no. can't we can't move the product the product is bad it's rancid it went bad i'm looking at my notes right now swing comma i hate this but it does make me wonder how europe experienced the jazz age dude point had a post about this that i'll link in the show notes about how the lyrics of the song don't really make sense with the actual history of U.S. prohibition. I also read that post, and these are people who are weirdly glorifying American prohibition, but also don't understand it. It's a style of music that I don't really enjoy. It was as costumey as I was expecting it to be, and I'm not surprised it went through, because Nori does seem to be... Wasn't there that sea shanty song when sea shanties were all the rage? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so the two... 
so the two thoughts I had were on a Eurovision note this reminds me of Wolves of the Sea mm-hmm. but also the other one that came to mind because I've been doing a rewatch of it recently is who asked for a dance remix of the Jeeves and Wooster theme song <laughs> We've cracked the code, Eurovision 2023. The people have spoken and they have demanded boater hats. Yeah. (laughs) Don't want to get too far ahead on this, but if they do end up winning this whole thing, one of them's got to go. And I I (laughs) do not want to be the people on that stage. Yeah, yeah, seven people can't Uh. have it. So. I suppose the one guy doing the intro, that could be a video thing. Sorry, guy behind the piano, you're cut. But <laughs> Yeah, I am kind of sad that I was not here for last week's first semifinal because the person performing in the sweater vest and a wooden shoe that was also revealed to be an analog synthesizer was extremely my jam. We fed 20 years of, of Melody Grand Prix into a computer, and this is what it popped out for Ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness there was that farming song last year or the year before, and then that, that, that probably tip the scale in the right direction but yeah how did you know uh, yeah how did you, how I mean, did you know ai that wrote that song yeah <laughs> we should do a, a once that got away episode later on uh yes season, just to <laughs> make sure that you get to air your id about that one. Oh my <laughs> so. gosh yeah we also had as is the case now so many song drops happening denmark they dropped the songs and the press release they're having eight acts so many eights happening this year like mm-hmm. i don't know well wait we, we did talk about two plus zero plus two plus three equals eight no, it doesn't. It's set no. in seven. <laughs> oh, no, Math you're hard. To soup. No, no. <laughs> Easing back into the water. So. Even, yeah, again, my brain was recently soup. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um. Anyways, Denmark has released the eight acts that they are going to have for their Eurovision selection this year. And in an interesting note, televoting opens in the week leading up to the final. Denmark is sort of slowly going down in my do I need to watch this one live rankings. Mm-hmm. They're, they're off on their own vibe, and that's great for them but it is less and less my vibe. Portugal also dropped their songs for Festival de Canção. It's going to be two semifinals of 10 songs each. The way it's going to work this year is five acts from each semifinal will advance based on jury and televote combination. So similar to how it has functioned in previous years. But they will also have a six act go through from each semifinal that is going to be based completely on televote. So kind of a wild card thing that's going to happen at the very end of that week's semifinal. So the show is going to run pretty late, I think, especially if you are in Portugal. (laughs) So (laughs) pack a sandwich. Those shows will be starting at the end of February, February 25th. So it's not going to be running up against San Remo or anything else. It's not in that February 11th window. So Yay for that. That's all we ask for. Yes. And then another one that is on the horizon that I'm excited about. Song of the Captain's 2023 entries will be getting released on January 28th. I have not looked at the roof schedule to see if they're doing another announcement television special like they did last year, where basically everybody got on the bus and then the bus went to the new roof studio. I think there was. Let me check our calendar, which you can find on eurowhat.com slash 2023. Let's see, the 28th. And yeah, they are having a TV special. Oh, good. That was fun to watch last year. I will definitely be tuning in. Around the time of Iceland Airwaves last year, so like early November, there was an NME article where they were talking about one band in particular, Float, where if they show up in, on the shortlist, I'm going to be very excited because I've been following their work since 
a couple airwaves ago. They would be very fun. I'm not sure that they're an automatic, oh, Iceland's playing to win, but they would be very fun. I just really like Iceland's process, and I think they they do a good job, similar to Lithuania, of having a diverse roster. I agree. Their entries are always ones that I look forward to, especially since they do have the Icelandic version and the English version for the song. So a double dose of Iceland, which is always nice. Last year, it came down to Sister having this beautiful sort of quieter song versus Daughters of Reykjavik with the much more up-tempo, louder number, and either of those would have been a great choice. Although, thinking back, Daughters of Reykjavik in the first semifinal with Albania and Latvia, oh man, that that would have... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> too much to start off Tuesday. The universe could see what the lineup was going to be. It was like, you know what? Something quieter. Pull it back a little bit. So, um, And who knows? Maybe Daughters of Reykjavik will be here again. So, Yeah, we'll be, be in exciting. the mix. Looking at the calendar for what is coming up this week, Germany will be announcing their artists on Friday. They are also continuing with their TikTok wildcard process. On Friday, they are going to announce the finalists for the TikTok wildcard, and then voting will open on Friday and go through the following Friday with the winner announced on February 4th. Germany will have their national final on Friday, March 3rd. Indeed. Also in the process of auditioning things, Moldova is doing live auditions again. Those are happening Saturday, January 28th. Yay! Yay with a question mark! (laughs) Truly, because that was a very wild process to watch the last time that happened, and it ended (laughs) up being the only part of their process that happened. So it might be a good time to tune in. There are some Eurovision alumni that are in the mix, so I'm guessing it is going to be a two-step process this year, unless something really blows the jury out of the water. You've got Sunstroke Project, who represented Moldova in 2010 and 2017, Pasha Parfini, who represented them in 2012, Aliona Moon from 2013, and then a lot of other artists. There are 33 songs that were shortlisted from 60 that were submitted. So it's going to be a full day afternoon. Yeah, I I remember that one starting (laughs) earlier in the day though and sort mm-hmm. of again being a live feed of okay cool here's a person singing a song where the lyrics are on their phone yes <laughs> more of that please <laughs> it has local morning news show energy in a way i really appreciate almost feels like that is the true start of selection season in a way it's, it's not always going to be fik or these processes that start the first weekend of january we need the moldovan audition process <laughs> it's like be like it is eurovision time people <laughs> <laughs> we have two cameras in a large studio and a third camera over in the interview area, and that is it. The camera will not cut away. The Czech Republic is gearing up for their first national final that's not held online in years. And we have five finalists. The show for that will be happening January 30th. The results will follow on February 6th. Voting will happen via the Eurovision app. We'll be able to watch via YouTube. And one thing that I found interesting is that Marketa Irglova, who was part of Iceland's selection last year, is part of the Czech selection this year. She is best known for being part of the swell season and, more importantly, being one of the people in Once, the musical from 2007. I found it super weird that she's popping up here. She did not strike me as sort of a Eurovision person, but apparently that is the case. 
and sort of dipping into the other part of her heritage because she is both Czech and Icelandic. Awesome. Yeah. And who knows if, if this doesn't work out, San Marino may still be open at that point. <laughs> and that wouldn't be the first time that somebody bounced from Czech Republic. If you don't get picked up, it may not be too late. Get your registration form in. Tuesday, January 31st is the allocation draw for the semifinals. And the BBC is trying to make it a real event. It's going to be airing during prime time, so 7 p.m. local time, on BBC Two, which is pretty nice in terms of the BBC hierarchy. It's also going to be streaming on YouTube, so it's going to be watchable if you are not in the UK. Uh, it will be hosted by Rylan, who is one of the semifinal commentators, and he also hosted the New Year's Eurovision party special that they had for New Year's Eve this past year. And AJ Odudu, who is a UK TV presenter, she was also the spokesperson for the 2022 jury. They're both firecracker personalities. Oh yeah, so, oh yeah, that, uh, that is a dream team of who you want presenting that from, from the UK side of like who has like a deep love of the contest and will also know how to make the process of drawing names out of bowls interesting. It is very much an administrative task. All of the administrative portion of the Olympics opening ceremony plus the ball hopper from your local lottery drawing. We'll also find out what this year's slogan and aesthetic will be. Um, sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's always my reaction with the slogan. Like, okay, okay, cool. <laughs> well, specifically, like the aesthetic portion. Okay, cool. Do what you want. If you want to do 80s Memphis group, cool. Love it. We do love a color palette. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And yeah, so that's this pretty much the last quiet week it feels like and it's not even that quiet lithuania will have their next heat norway malta is still doing stuff sort of things are picking up from here which is both exciting (laughs) and overwhelming so (laughs) yes i I just had the intrusive thought if you're in line to to audition for the san marinese process stay in line Mm -hmm. i think i've read somewhere that they've already had over a thousand submissions a couple of the blogs are posting the list of here's who's auditioning today and it's just names after names after names and only like one of them i recognize marud from albania will be in the mix somewhere or he may have already auditioned he may be auditioning twice i don't know (laughs) did he make san marinese paula abdul clap like a seal oh that would be amazing if that does happen please please have video I think that's going to do it for this episode of the Eurowhat. Thanks for listening. The Eurowhat podcast is hosted by Ben Smith, that's me, and Mike McComb. That's me. You can find show notes, our socials, and all the info you need about selection season for Eurovision 2023 on our website at eurowhat.com. If you would like to help support the show and access a ton of bonus content, head over to patreon.com slash eurowhat. Next time on the Eurowhat, we get ready for Spain's Benidorm Fest 2023. more fun.